If you don't give a man struggle, look what he becomes. Tell me the kind of man, if I were to say to you, imagine a man who's never struggled in his life. Physically, mentally, everything's gone perfect for him. He's born in the royal family, everything's been perfect for him his whole life. Is that the kind of man anybody respects? Is that the kind of man anyone wants to be? And struggle is subjective. So as a man, you have to build resilience. You build resilience through going through something and building a tolerance to it. And when men come to me or young boys come to me and talk about something bad that happened to them, I say, good. Absolutely, you're not really good. You should be glad that thing happened to you because that's the reason you're gonna be the man who can resist the perils of life in the future. If bad things don't happen to you, you're gonna end up like Prince Harry. You don't wanna end up like that dude, do you? You're, yeah, exactly. So you're gonna, your life's gonna be so easy, you're gonna get to the end result and your wife's just gonna wreck you. So you need to have all these bad things happen to you so you build the mental resilience. And that's another thing about masculinity and, and males as a whole. We're trying to take that all away from them in almost every regard. And it's kind of like, there used to be like rites of passage where a boy would become a man. That's all gone. There used to be this masculine, very healthy peer pressure to be big and strong and that's all gone. There used to be, I mean, I don't want to use the wrong words. I don't want to get attacked for it. But men used to consciously, not pick on each other, not bully each other, but hey, you can't do push-ups. You're weak. We push each other in that way. Shame each other to excellence almost. We, and it doesn't matter how much money you have. Life is always going to be difficult. It doesn't matter how much you're trying to shelter your children, how rich you are, what family they're born into. Life is going to be difficult. And if there is no struggle in their life, they're going to find struggle. Or something that shouldn't be a struggle will become a struggle for them because their life has been so sheltered. And life is hard. I don't know why people don't even just wake up and go, okay, whose life do I want to live? What kind of person do I want to be? Who do I want to be like? That's the kind of thinking I need to adopt and install in my mind because we're all being programmed by someone to a degree. I think that the masculine realm that we operate in is based on respect. I think that men are constantly looking for a way to be respected. I think the world is hyper-competitive and we're constantly always looking for status amongst our peers. This is why you will see a man give up his basically entire life to do something which will only gain him respect, even in a very small sphere. There are CEOs who go to work every day and don't even see their family and give up their entire life and work 12 hour days just to feel like the man in that office. Feeling important in that one office, in that one skyscraper is worth him giving up his life because he feels like he matters. And if he gets more respect in that office than he does at home or anywhere else, that's where he's gonna wanna be. Men function on that. So if I had to build the ideal woman who could get any man on earth. What she would have to do is understand that I need to give my man as much status and as much respect as possible. I, by extension of him, being next to him, need to make him look respected. And a lot of this is the easy things we know. No one's gonna respect the man who's with an ultra promiscuous woman. No one's gonna respect the man who's with a woman who is back talking to him or horrible to him in public. No one's gonna respect the man who's with a woman who clearly isn't interested in him sexually, whatever. That's all the obvious part. But the hidden actual message behind all of it is that men are constantly looking for status and respect and a woman who makes her man feel respected, not only from her, but from his peers, is the kind of woman a man's gonna look for. I think that's actually one of the reasons why. I mean, I don't state this with arrogance. I don't want people to understand. I'm not trying to be arrogant. I'm trying to make people understand the situation I'm in. I was the most Googled man on the planet at one point. So I had a massive impact on the culture and it was dragging in the complete opposite direction that culture wants to move in. I'm dragging men in the complete opposite direction that the Satanists and the people who want to turn us all into slaves want us to go in. So I think that anybody who sits at home and realizes that my legal troubles appearing basically directly after that is a coincidence, then you're awfully naive. So it's, it's unfortunate also that the way the world works at a certain level of influence and power, the justice system almost breaks down. We see that even in America and most other countries, it all just becomes a big game and a big show and it's about power plays and a whole bunch of conversations behind the scenes. It's not about justice anymore.
I believe that God should be feared. I fear God. It's one of the only things I fear. And I believe that also you see God to a degree or you see religion how you see yourself. And I see myself as a person of strong principles and strong morals. And I like to think of myself as the kind of person nobody really wants to cross. Not because I'm a psycho, but because I'm a man of capability and I'm smart and I'm strong and nobody wants to make an enemy of me. I think it's very dangerous to be a man in the world today. I think that if women want to destroy a man, it's extremely easy to do. We can look at my current scenario and situation I'm in and many other men are in the same scenario. I can't think of many examples of a man falsely accusing a woman of something and her losing her entire life. I can certainly think of ones the other way around. So, yeah, they want to turn men into eunuchs because their intention is to make us all slaves. And I say that and people, it rolls off my tongue and people just hear it and they don't actually think about what I'm saying. Their intention is to turn men into eunuchs because they want to make us all slaves. I want you to actually understand exactly what I'm saying to you because at the bottom line of revolution has always been young military age males and they don't want them to have enough balls or enough forward thinking or even enough care for anything outside of themselves to do something about it. Another thing people don't understand is that a lot of these attacks and a lot of things they're trying to do with the culture especially, they're trying to inject such innate selfishness inside of people that they don't really care about anything that happens outside of themselves. Because then it's very difficult to give a shit about your community, it's very difficult to have any kind of genuine care about your town or your country or an issue. No, they just want you to be self-absorbed, semi-depressed because depressed people don't fight that hard. Watching porn, living inside of your own mind, convinced that somehow you're oppressed for some reason on the internet typing tweets. That's what they want you to do. And they're going to try and keep you there. And genuine masculinity, yeah, to a degree it's protective and to a degree also it has parameters. You, you can't be a man who doesn't say no. You can't be a man who doesn't have standards for himself and for people around him. I got labeled as ultra misogynistic because I believe that a man should have standards in his relationship. I believe a man should avoid dishonest people, male and female. You should avoid, if you're a dishonest person, if you lie, if you're going to deceive me, it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. I don't want to have anything to do with you. I was sitting talking on a panel show saying that women who are dishonest and promiscuous are not the kind of woman I'd ever want to associate with. And I was labeled misogynistic for that. So it's, it's crazy how they'll attack you and they'll attack you so violently and so endlessly and repeat it so many times in a, in a, in a bid to beat your soul down. It's, it's, it's dangerous one thing, but it's actually genuinely also sad. When I analyze the situation in the world we're in today, I part of me feels sad that we've ended up in this place where the people who are in charge are so evil and their plans are so, so heinous and the consequences so dire that they know they can only implement them if they genuinely remove the warrior spirit from every man on the planet. It's kind of sad. And the warrior spirit is really important. And one of the base instincts also for men, I don't think a lot of people understand, is to a degree is, is peacocking and showing off to a degree. And I do that fantastically. But um, it is. And if you look at men of old and they used to conquer and they wear a feather from the man they killed or they, a piece of gold they stole, there was always that degree of flexing, showing off. And I think it's being unapologetically masculine and saying, yeah, I'm a big successful man and I can afford all this stuff and this is who I am and I've worked my ass off and this is what I have and I'm not sorry about it and I've, I'm, I'm dedicated and I'm hardworking and, and no, I'm not. I don't feel like I should have to cower or hide or apologize to the world for any of these things. And also I do believe, and this is going to get me called misogynistic, but I'm going to say it anyway, I do believe we need masculinity, especially in the households, because I believe that women are more emotionally led and men are more logically led. It's true. And I think that the propaganda machine and the news machine
primarily uses emotional arguments as opposed to logical arguments. And women fall for the emotional And women fall for the emotional arguments. So if you have a woman who's in charge of the household and her man can't resist her uh, commands and they put on the news, be afraid, be afraid, COVID's going to kill everybody. She gets afraid. Now you have a whole household of people with masks on, eight vaccines, and down the insanity hole. Whereas a man with logic would sit there and do exactly what I did and said, look, all right, let's calm down for two minutes. Let's just let's just wait because the news lies. So let's just wait till Wednesday before we start taking injections. It's chill. So I think also masculinity is needed because what they're going to do when they try and make us all slaves, they're going to use emotional arguments. But even just having a masculine essence in a household makes the whole household harder to psyop. I truly believe that. And it's kind of amazing to me that nobody sits there and understands the best way you can rebel against a slave mind and resist the matrix is just be the kind of person who uses logic, is stoic, is emotionally controlled, is physically strong, because a strong body is a strong mind, who refuses to be told or labeled as something. It's part of the propaganda machine. It's part of the mechanism to turn us all into docile farm animals. Top G is the name for any of the adults who are watching it. Top G is what they call me, my nickname. But part of it is the fact that I grew up in a bad area. You know, I, I can fight. I have this money. I'm in this big compound in Romania with armed guards. And there's that, that degree of it. There's that nastiness and there's that rough to the edge, which makes my message so interesting for the young boys to watch. But that's because I came from a very rough life. I don't think many people understand, especially the men who are vilifying me and attacking me and anyone who's upset by me, understand that first they come for me and that they're going to come for you. They come for any man that they don't like. The whole, the process is the punishment. The process is the embarrassment. The process is teaching you a lesson. So it's not even about innocent and guilty. I don't think most people at home understand that if they want to hurt you, if you get to a level of influence where powerful people go, you, we have to damage this guy's name. We're going to accuse him of sexual crime. It doesn't matter if you can prove yourself innocent three years from the point they accuse you because you've already been wrecked. That's the entire goal of it, right? It's interesting to me that conservatives will sit and say, oh, materialism is bad or it's anti-Christian, etc." And I understand where there might be a point to argue there. But I tell you something, if you're completely and utterly broke, then you need the government to eat, then you're in a lot of trouble. We talk about the matrix and resisting the matrix. One of the tools to doing that is financial freedom. And this is one of the baseline realities of it. I'm not saying you should sell your soul for money. Absolutely not. But if you want to truly resist the matrix as a whole, you need to have money to do it. It's pretty hard to do when you're broke. If you're not financially free, it's also pretty difficult to stand up and tell the truth. Yeah, absolutely. It's aspirational. But also, if we're going to actually look at the meta point, I believe that teaching financial freedom, I think teaching financial freedom is one of the very important ways you teach people to resist a slave mind. I don't think you can resist a slave mind if you're completely and utterly broke on welfare or living paycheck to paycheck for a large corp, which is insistent on trying to install the slave program inside of your head. I think it's very, very difficult. I actually think financial freedom is a key component to it.